1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective.
0: 2020 on Vision. Well, a focus today on nations where there is persecution of Christian believers. And as you know, one of those magnificent organizations that works with the persecuted church around the world is called Voice of the Martyrs. John Wilson, heads up Voice of the Martyrs in Australia, is joining us once again today. Hello, John Wilson. Welcome back to 2020.
1: Hi Neil, it's good to be with you again.
0: John, you've been travelling and we've had some wonderful conversations over the years. Uh, This time, not that long ago, you were in the Philippines. Uh, And sometimes we don't necessarily associate the Philippines with persecution of Christian believers, but persecution is rife in some parts of the Philippines.
1: Indeed, Neil. In February we were there for a specific conference where we had 150 pastors where we... We taught on the book of Nehemiah, and it just encouraged their hearts tremendously. But at that convention that we had, we had three believers that I met that really challenged my faith, Neil. It just these believers there are under a, a severe persecution, under the the radicals and the Muslim radicals there, and now the ISIS uh, people are also there infiltrating in there. But these three people, I'd really like to share with you and your listeners, is this that really challenged my faith and really, I believe, would challenge yours and and possibly the listeners. I met a 28-year-old pastor, Neil, that was just so on fire for the Lord. young man, his father's a pastor, his brother was a pastor. And sadly, his other brother was actually murdered uh, by the communists, and they found his body seven days later, and the family, of course, were very sad when that had happened. But this particular pastor had just finished his Bible study, He was just closing up the church and he was going out to his motorbike when a a man came from behind him and uh, asked him where so-and-so was. And then without even a warning, he pulled out a revolver and shot him three times in the chest. And this young pastor just cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, I'm too young to die. Don't let me die as he fell down to the ground. This guy survived. He survived the operating theater and for five hours I operated him, and he's now back preaching the gospel. I've seen his scars, Neil, where he opened his shirt and the horrendous scars where they had to repair the bullets that were fired upon him. But he's on fire for the Lord. He said, I am dedicated to serve the Lord forever. Now, when you hear that, Neil, there, you just... It just you know, electrifies your faith in a tremendous way. But then there was this widow whose husband, also a church worker, working in the fields one day. He was an ex-communist and shared. Uh, someone shared the gospel with him one day and he converted and been a very faithful church worker. He was a lay preacher. He loved the Lord. He was out there when the communists came who knew him. 80 of them came as part of this particular time. They came and said, we want you to come back to the communist. He said, no, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. He said, the commander then pulled his revolver out and put it to his cheek and he said, I have the power of life and death over you now. What do you say about that? Do you want to still follow the communist or do you want to follow your Jesus? And he said, I will follow Jesus. You may want to kill me, But if you do, this very day, I will go into the arms of Jesus.
0: John, when we hear these sorts of stories and the exposure that Christian believers have to threats and to violence, Mm. uh, I guess some Christian believers are are forced underground and into hiding, but there are some people who are just so filled with courage, like these Mm. that you're talking about, that they can't be stopped from declaring their faith in Christ.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And with a gun held at your, your face, you know, he's still not denying Christ. This commander let his his gun hang down to his side, kind of devastated in a sense from this comment that was made, made by this uh, believer in Christ. But an angry soldier raised his M16 and shot him in the chest. And you know, Neil... As he died and slumped to the ground, there were witnesses hiding in the coffee field of the farm, watching and could hear clearly this conversation. Witnesses that recorded the event of that day for the police to investigate, of course, and you know what happened as he as he was shot and dying, there was the very last word he spoke upon this earth was the word "Hallelujah." It just broke my heart, Neil, when I heard that believer, knowing that his faith was just so embedded in Christ, knowing that his position was in the heaven, if he was going to be killed that day, he would not deny Christ, but he had open his arms up and just say, hallelujah, and he left that earth to be in the arms of Jesus.
0: John, you have traveled the world, and you've been into some of the most significant places where Christian believers are persecuted, and I know I've spoken to you about standing on the mass graves of of Christian believers in Africa, and uh, Mm -hmm. we've talked about a number of different Southeast Asian nations. This Mm -hmm. is something that's common, isn't it? When there is severe persecution, that you get these cases of people who are just glowing with the presence of Jesus, Mm. and it it follows them even to the point of their dying.
1: Indeed. And, you know, they're not like uh, 30-year-old veterans in Christ, these are one-year-old Christians that have been only known the Lord in a short time, Neil. And that's the incredible depth of faith that they have in their commitment to Christ, that they want to serve this master. They want to live for him. They want to be able to proclaim the gospel, to the, even to the point of martyrdom. Of course, they don't seek that. But, you know, when it, when it comes to that there, they stand in the Lord and I'm just privileged to be able to meet these believers and to tell their stories to. And some of the people just find this unbelievable. Does this really still happen in the world today? Is Th- this happening even in, in the Philippines, in the Mindanao area? Is this still happening? Sure, I'm, I'm getting the first time records. I'm seeing the evidence of these battle scars that these veterans have had. I'm seeing these courageous believers standing and we're reporting and being their voice. And I'm just so privileged to be able to do that. It challenges my faith. It excites me in the Lord to push further on to being their voice, Neil.
0: And, of course, there are those who are being persecuted. And for some people who will say, what's the value of a Christian going to their death, not denying Christ? But I guess there's the other side of the coin, too. Those who are the persecutors seeing something in those who are suffering for their faith and actually turning to Christ themselves. You've got another story about an assassin that's turned to Christ.
1: What an amazing situation. I, I was told that we have a, a Believer to interview, and when he came to the table, this guy was had a black, a black shirt on. He looked about 42, 43. And when he started telling his story through the translator, we realized what he was actually before he was saved. He was part of a very special elite unit called the Sparrow Unit that were an elite force of man, much the same as a, an assassin, and they were the guys that virtually took out heads of state, not just the everyday farmer, but serious uh, assassinations, and he planted, he planted bombs, he um, dressed in, in a masquerade basically, and disguised himself to infiltrate into different areas, and he would actually had murdered men, and this man was before me, and, and I said, but how? How did it? the power of the gospel just reach into my heart one day when I was very ill? I was actually blinded by a, a bomb fragment and the Lord healed his eye like a, like a Damascus ex- experience of, of Saul. And that tremendous transformation the Saul-Paul experience happened to this particular man. And he is absolutely on fire. But, you know, Neil, he has the respect of all the other army generals, of what he has done. He's now a soldier for Christ, and he's serving the Lord in southern Mindanao. What an incredible story and testimony that guy had.
0: And the people that you're able to access, uh, people that you can flow through support to, uh, those people are sometimes in very precarious situations, sometimes very dangerous settings. When you've got people who are in those very dangerous settings, uh, how is their faith? Are they, are they on a knife's edge? Are they wavering at all? Or is their faith rock solid, steadfast?
1: Look, they're human beings just like us, and there are times that they feel fear, they feel afraid. I remember one believer who came to us one night at 9 o'clock on his motorbike to attend the convention the next day and said, this uh, USB stick was left on my church door with a note saying, you will be next. And we looked at this USB and our local pastor put it into his computer And as he played it, we saw the execution of three believers, three of them being beheaded. And I've never ever seen that before in my life. But these guys was like a lamb to the slaughter. They laid there as these butchers virtually cried out in a very vicious way. And yet their martyrdom has inspired the village to stand strong. Their death has not gone in vain. Their faith has been encouraged and, you know, they are, these people are human, and they have these frailties at all. We have to be very protective of them, Neil. We have to be very watchful of, of times they're meeting with Westerners. We have to have uh, different safe houses where we can talk in safety, and we also have to have their permission that we can proclaim their story. And often, of course, you know, we, we change their names to protect their identity.
0: Well John, I want to honour you because you have stood so steadfastly alongside so many people who are under persecution around the world and while we're talking about the Philippines today it's by no means the only nation where Christians are persecuted and I know that you've got stories that you'd like to get into people's hands and I'll point people to your website and they might be able to subscribe or support Voice of the Martyrs Uh, perhaps get on a mailing list to get a regular newsletter newsletter from voice of the martyrs here's the website it's au. it stands for voice of the martyrs uh, au. john wilson always good getting your insights into things that are happening with the persecuted church around the world thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020
1: thanks neil for the opportunity god bless you